pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 193. Today I'm going to chat with Rennell Franklin from Lockdown, discuss the latest state to become a two-way sanctuary, highlight a new AR grip from medieval industries, and talk about an unusual fence used to get revenge on a neighbor. I am your host, Ava Flannell, and when this show comes out, it will be the day after Mother's Day. For all you moms listening, happy belated Mother's Day. Renell, you're a mom and you're also pregnant with your second child, I believe, right? I am. Yeah, about six months now. Oh, nice. Happy Mother's Day. Hopefully, thank you. The listeners, they know that we pre record this show, but hopefully, you have a wonderful Mother's Day. Do you have any plans for Sunday? My daughter is three. So we're still in the uh, let's test the hubby and oh. see, <laughs> see if he remembers. Right. No kidding. <laughs> Nice. I'm just excited because usually right after Mother's Day, that's when people can start planting. Usually there's not going to be any more snowstorms in Colorado. I'm literally sitting at a desk right now with my little heater on because that's the kind of weather that we're still having in Colorado. So that's what I'm mostly excited about. And then I get to turn my sprinkler system on because that's usually how it works in Colorado. Moving forward, Smith & Wesson I just released a video on YouTube of my first ever hunting experience, which happens to be an alligator. Talk about going from zero to 100. Most people start with maybe squirrels or prairie dogs. No, not me. I just went from never (laughs) shooting anything to an alligator. The event was hosted by American Outdoor Brands, which is one of the companies that lockdown is under and which we're going to go over here shortly. But Before we do, I just wanted to talk about the amazing experience that I had. So definitely check out that YouTube video. The gun that I used to shoot this alligator was from Smith & Wesson. It was the MMP-10 in 308. It was the basic model, but man, I got to say, I was really impressed with it. It had a crimson trace optic on it. The optic worked really well, especially it's one of those things where they just hand you the gun. Okay. And Maybe beforehand, we were able to sight in our AR-15s, but the AR-10, I wasn't even sure if it was sighted in. I was really just kind of relying on the fact that it was sighted in, and it shot really accurately. You'll see in the video, first shot, it was a great shot exactly where it should have been. 308 was a little overkill, but I think that they just wanted to make sure that we definitely had a nice clean hit, especially because usually you hook them first and then kill them that way. We were shooting at a little bit more of a distance. Anyways, the MMP-10 that I was shooting, even though it was the base model, it still had a 5R barrel for accuracy. Just really pleasant to shoot. MSRP on that is only $1,089, which is a super solid price, especially nowadays, because you can't get a decent AR within that cost range. If you want to check it out, head on over to smith-wesson.com. Also, don't forget to check out my video and just search for Ava Flannell on YouTube and you'll find it there. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All 
All right, moving forward, lockdown. Some listeners may not even be familiar. It may not even ring a bell. But before we get into it, you guys would probably be surprised. You probably have something from lockdown. And that's because lockdown specializes in all of these accessories and things that are probably in your gun safe right now. I was actually surprised. I got to say, Renal, when I went to American Outdoor Brands and I met you and you told us all the products that lockdown covers, I was actually really surprised because I had no idea. And yeah, I actually do own that stuff. And all of your stuff isn't necessarily labeled, but before we get into all of those accessories and stuff that lockdown makes, I want to hear just a little bit about your life, your background, and what led you to where you are now. Yeah. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course. Um, episode 193. That is impressive, Ava. Yeah. It only took a little over three years. No big deal. Hey. <laughs> as you mentioned, as a company, you know, you went on that gator hunt with my sister brands and you know, I have 20, 21 different sister brother brands, but I was really glad that, you know, you were able to go on that event. It looked like an amazing time. I wish I could have been there, you know, back to the expectant mother thing. I know we had a blast. I wish you were there as well. We will have plenty more of those blasts this year, which, you know, brings me to, you know, the fact that I truly love my job. I grew up shooting recreationally, you know, with friends in the woods, up logging trails. And I got out of college and I was looking for a job and the job market was just so crazy that I went to a temp agency and they said, well, do you like guns? And I said, yeah, you know, I like guns just fine. And they said, well, you know, Crimson Trace has a customer service position available. So I said, yeah, let's do it. And I started my career with Crimson Trace, laser sights and lights and now scopes in customer service. In about a three and a half year time span, I went from customer service to being a brand manager over in the marketing department. Wow. And I really just, you know, as you all know, once you get into this industry, you just have such a passion for it. Mm -hmm. uh, the things we get to do, the fun we get to have, the skills that we get to learn and to hone really are just so unique. Yeah. Um, Crimson Trace was acquired by American Outdoor Brands a few years ago. And uh, that's kind of a story all on its own. But when we were transitioned over, they said, well, hey, you know, we've got this really cool brand lockdown. It's been around for over a decade. It's one of the leaders in vault accessories, uh, but nobody knows who it is. <laughs> so why don't you go ahead and take this brand and tell people who we are and make lockdown a known brand? You know, people trust us. They depend on this. They just don't know it yet. Mm -hmm. So it's been a little over a year now, and I'm having an amazing time getting to work with people like yourself. Yeah. I didn't realize that you were only in this position for a year. You've done so much. And that was actually one of the things that I really admired about you when I met you is just the way you presented it and your passion for the company. And one thing that really stood out to me was just the whole, hey, we're not settling. We're offering the best product possible. We're not going to push it out until it is the best product. And it was just that whole not settling vibe that I got from you. And you're just a very strong personality, I guess. You have a nice <laughs> presence to you. And I just really like that. I always love seeing other strong women in the industry. And I just thought that you presented yourself really well. And you could tell that you were super passionate about working with lockdown. And yeah, it was impressive. That's why I have to get you on the show. <laughs> I appreciate it. It was such a pleasure meeting you too, for those same reasons. You know, females in the industry, we all know how kind of bullish we have to be to really be successful. Mm -hmm. And I love that. And I don't look at it as a negative. I look at it as a really fun challenge to, you know, go head to head with these boys in the office and on the range. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but it's been great. And, you know, it's really a testament to the industry 
with, you know, how much you just really start to love the position itself and love lockdown. American Outdoor Brands, you know, because you brought it up is it's really neat in the fact that our company has a very young demographic and our CEO and our CMOs, they really are adamant that we take these legacy brands and that we make them relevant. And they give us this power to really, you know, reshape the brand and reshape the messaging that a lot of legacy brands won't allow you to do, which is what makes our job really fun, really unique, as well as we're amazing at hiring people who have a passion for the products that we're producing. Mm -hmm. Vault accessories, they're simple, right? We all know that you need the basics like lighting and organization and humidity control. But one of the products that we came out with is the smart product, which is the puck. And, you know, we're the first company that's really taking these simple vault accessories and putting our best foot forward to bring them into the smart era that we live in. Yeah, definitely. Tell me a little bit more about the puck for those who aren't familiar. Yeah. So we launched the puck last year. It won immediately uh, two awards, one from the NRA and one from uh, Outdoor Sportsman's Group for you know Technology of the Year and mm. the Golden Bullseye Award. And what it is, it's a small device that you can, it was specifically designed for your vault. So a standard vault, fantastic. It does the job. We all own one or multiple variations of a vault. This allows you for around $100 to place it in your vault and you'll receive notifications on your phone via a free app regarding temperature, humidity, if somebody is moving your vault or attempting to get into it, if the door is open, it's the first in a line of products that's going to work in a, a whole ecosystem. Mm -hmm. So it's the pioneer product. It's really neat. My favorite part about it is its versatility. So while it was designed for a standard vault, what we have really come to find is that, you know, your vault might not always be, you know, your big 400 pound safe in your home. Mm -hmm. It may be your bedside table. It may be a Pelican case. You know, it may be the in plain sight furniture that has become, you know, very popular the last few years. The puck is adaptable to benefit you in all those scenarios. Yeah, definitely. And I think that that's huge, especially if nothing else, keeping track of humidity, which I'm in Colorado, so I don't have to worry about humidity, if anything. I need more humidity. I have humidifiers everywhere all over my house. But but if you lived in places like Florida, which I was just there two weeks ago, and let's just say I did not have a single good hair day because of the humidity, <laughs> and people don't realize that that stuff is your gun's biggest nightmare. It will eventually start to damage your gun. You want to make sure that you're paying attention to stuff like that. But also just the fact that if it's tampered with and it notifies you, I think that's huge. And it's just one of those things where you can really keep an eye on your gun, even if you're not there. I really like that idea. And then you're also coming out with a bunch of other products and they pretty much all sort of work together. You even have smart outlets and stuff. Yeah. So the next, you know, six, seven months are going to be really big for us. And, you know, again, just evolving this logic ecosystem. So next is going to be a smart plug. You know, we all know the advantages of a smart plug, especially for the Christmas trees uh, I found was, I think, my favorite use for it. But, um, you know, it's going to all work from our same app. And, you know, you could do things like uh, dehumidifier rods are a really popular item that Lockdown has sold for a really long time. So you could put the puck in your vault. And it will tell the plug when to kick the dehumidifier rods on or off, or if you have a standard dehumidifier, 
That will go into, we're also coming out with a secure camera that has motion sensing. So, you know, you can have it positioned outside of your vault to notify you if it detects motion. But we've also had quite a few people say that they would rather actually put it inside their vault looking out so that if somebody does get in their vault, they can not only see their face, but using the two-way audio, talk to them and tell them to get out of their vault. And uh, if nothing else, they can use it to you know, say sweet nothings to their firearms before they go to bed every night. (laughs) Right. No kidding. (laughs) I have so many questions. You have the dehumidifier, which I, again, I wish you had the humidifier, which doesn't really make any sense, but it might be something that you might want to think about if you were to branch off into plants. Because last Uh night I was up until 12 o'clock at night making a greenhouse cabinet. And I have this whole setup where there's a humidifier and a sensor and If the humidity goes down a certain percentage, then the humidifier kicks on. And that's why, oh, okay, I can see how all of this stuff simultaneously works because of my experience with this cabinet. Mm -hmm. But it's crazy too, all of these smart devices and that they know even just something as simple as the humidity levels. And then you also have the silica gel packs, which those used to be, I remember as a kid, you'd want to throw those away immediately. They're dangerous. And now everybody wants them and keeps them just because it definitely prevents things from breaking down. Another thing that I'm really, really excited about, and you haven't released this yet, but you guys are coming out with a vault door. Yes, 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 yes. So it is the product that everybody is the most excited about. It is the product that I think we've kind of been talking about the longest Just going back to that, we have been very nitpicky on making sure that it is 100% the best product possible before we get this released. So luckily, it's going to be out just in time for the holidays this year. And if any of you have, I feel like vault rooms are something that everybody wants, but people kind of think are unattainable. Mm -hmm. And when I go to look at our competitors, I can kind of see why, you know, vault doors are very big. They're very cumbersome. It took kind of an install crew to put them in. And our engineers who are end users said, we want a vault door that we can install all our own. So this fall lockdown will have, it's going to be six SKUs total. And it's a vault door that has all of the features of the puck. So temperature, humidity monitoring, open sensor notifications, tampering notifications, You'll be able to set multiple passcodes, uh, do two-factor authentication from your phone, know who and what time people have went into your room based on the app. It is not only going to be the most technologically advanced, but it is going to be the most cost-effective, ranging anywhere from $15 to $1,900. And it's one of the very first stores that has been designed completely for a consumer install. Wow. You know, aside from the fact that they weigh anywhere from 350 to 550 pounds, it is meant for you to just very easily remove an internal existing door in your house and slide this in. It comes fully encased in its own trim Mm -hmm. and you bolt it into the wall and you're good to go. It's no harder than installing a standard door in your home, again, aside from the weight. Yeah. So it's going to make it very easy for people to just, you know, take if they have a spare room or if they have a storage area and just convert that into this secure space. Yeah, definitely. For me personally, I have a gun room. I quickly ran out of space in my gun safe years ago. And I haven't even been in the gun industry that long. So it's definitely easy to do. Oh, 32 guns holds 32 long guns. Yeah, no, that's good. And then a year later, uh, yeah, you have only a few guns in there and your whole room's covered in them. Uh Uh-huh. 
I decided being a homeowner and having a four bedroom house to myself, I'm just going to make one of the rooms a gun room, have all my guns there. But the thing that makes me nervous is I have a lock on the door, but mm, if people really know what's behind the door, it's really easy to break in. And Mm -hmm. if I'm not home or something, the whole thing kind of makes me a little nervous. And then especially on top of that, with all of these laws now being introduced and in Colorado, a law just passed now where you have to secure your gun if it's not secure and it's stolen, used in the commission of a crime, you could feel the repercussions of that. There's a lot of that stuff going on. So more than ever, it's extremely important to secure your gun and make sure that doesn't fall in the wrong hands. When I saw this product, oh my gosh, this is perfect because the safe door is basically built out of a gun safe. It's not something that you can just break the door or pick the lock. I guess the only way that you could possibly get in is if you broke the wall next to you. But obviously, that's going to take some time. So it's not one of those things where somebody could just be in and out really quickly. I thought this was a great idea. The only thing that I was hesitant about is one, okay, cool, I set it up. And then right now, the market in Colorado is just crazy. My house has already gone up 60% just in the last four years since I bought it. If I were to sell it, oh, and it comes with this beautiful locking door. And I could just see now the potential buyers. Oh, well, that was going to be our daughter's bedroom. Even better, she's not going to get stolen. No kidnapping. (laughs) With that said, how easy is it to remove once you install it? Just as easy as it is to put in. You'll have, it installs right into the two by four studs. You're not modifying the door frame in any way. So if you did move and if the people did decide, well, one, if you wanted to take it with you. Yeah. (laughs) So if you want to take it with you or you left it and they decided that they didn't need it, it's just it's no different than uninstalling a standard door. They would take it out. They would be able to go back to the store and buy a standard door just like it was before and then install it. Perfect. That's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to hear because I would definitely take it with me, but okay, all else fails. Hey, I see it as a selling point. Maybe the buyers may not, depending on if they like guns, but even if they don't, if it's their kid's bedroom. And then also, does it protect against flames or anything like that, like most safe doors? Yeah. So back to the six SKUs. We have six SKUs because there are, and really it's three different models, but there's a left and a right hand swing. So the bunker door, which is our 36 inch door, that's the 550 pounder. That's meant to install into kind of unfinished basements where you have cement walls. That one is going to have a fire rating. It's actually at testing right now. I'm really excited to hear what the fire rating comes back at. But that one is going to have the highest fire rating. The 2830 and 3032, one model is an in-swing, one model is an out-swing. Those are meant to replace interior doors. So they will inherently have a fire rating, which we are going to get, but they have not specifically been designed to be a high fire rating because in reality, we know that they're getting installed into two by fours. Mm -hmm. We know that the walls around them are going to be wood. So it's not any more or less safe fire wise than a standard door that you would have installed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I'm going to take a quick break real quick. Talk about SB Tactical. If you've got the traditional AK pistol, SB Tactile just released a new brace that you should check out. The best thing is it's called the AKTF brace. You don't have to go through the hassle of drilling and tapping the receiver to add a rail, which if you've done it, you don't really want to do it again. Trust me. It's definitely a real pain. Instead, it uses a adapter with two prongs that mount underneath the grip. In just a few seconds, SB also makes a 1913 adapter similar to this 
but this one has a side folding triangle brace directly integrated into the adapter and less parts needed. The design of the triangle brace on the AKTF is also updated with a bit more, I guess you'd say rounder edges for comfort. The complete kit is in stock right now. It's ready to ship for $199, but remember, you're going to use that code GUNFUNNY15, and that's going to get you 50% off that entire order, and that is at sb-tactical.com. Okay, one of the things that I'm really excited to be working with you on is in the next month or two, we are joining forces, and basically, we're giving anybody who signs up for one of my classes, we're going to be giving them a puck. And I think this is a great idea because as you said before the show started, there's so many new gun owners and we don't really have an exact number. I think they said within the first four months when they sold 8 million guns, you can assume that a lot of those were new gun owners. I personally, last year, I probably trained more new gun owners than I've done in the nine years that I've been in business. I personally, I don't know, but I think it's safe to say that there's millions of new gun owners. And It's really important to educate them, especially right now. I think they're looking to people that they would trust, such as instructors, to educate them on all kinds of stuff, including safe gun storage. I'm really excited to do this, and I think that it's definitely going to encourage people if they're on the fence about getting training. If nothing else, it'll give them a little push. But yeah, I think it's a great idea, wouldn't you say? Yeah. There's so many reasons that I love this, right? Number one, it gets me another opportunity to work with you. Two, all of those new gun owners and helping them provide the knowledge, right? Of how do you care for your firearms? Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people who only own one gun, they might not take things like temperature and humidity control as seriously until, you know, like you mentioned, you're six months down the road and all of a sudden you're buying a vault because your one gun turned into 10. Mm -hmm. So it's a good way to just, you know, help educate new and legacy firearm owners. You know, we even people who've been around and own firearms for a long time, this is new technology. And this is, you know, something that gives you an edge that just wasn't there before. So I'm excited to be supporting all of those endeavors and training in general. I'm a very big proponent of continuous firearms training. You're only as effective as your muscle memory. And, you know, the things that you have, you know, taught yourself and ingrained in yourself in those high stress situations. So anything that I can do to encourage new and legacy firearm owners to do to get in and keep doing that training and keep furthering that knowledge, I want to do. Yeah, definitely. And I love that. And we were actually talking about training a few days ago and different classes that we've taken and just guns and stuff. And it's funny because it seems like we shoot the same guns (laughs) better than others. And for example, we were talking about the HKVP9, which we both really liked. It felt great in my hand, just the ergonomics, just everything about this gun I was in love with. And then I go to shoot it and uh, I wasn't shooting it that well. And it's one of those things where I always tell students, because people ask me, well, what should I buy? What guns do you recommend? And I can make a few recommendations like brands that I think are good to stay with or certain models. But ultimately, not only is it important that it feels good in your hand, but also to shoot it because just like in our situation, we both loved the VP9, but for whatever reason, because of the angle, it just didn't shoot as well as other guns. And I thought it was funny because I haven't really met anybody else that said the same thing with the VP9. Yeah, you could shoot it, obviously, and you can shoot it accurately, but it just wasn't as accurately, if that even makes sense. Yeah, no, it caught me off guard, too. And it made me feel a lot better about myself. 
And you're right, you know, being a female in the firearms industry, I'm sure, you know, you even more so than I with your instructor classes get asked, what gun should I go buy? Mm -hmm. And they kind of expect you to have this, oh, just go buy this one. Mm -hmm. But it's never that easy. You know, I tell them the same thing, like, let's go to the range. You know, number one, what do you want to use it for? Yeah. And number two, okay, now that you know what you want it for, let's go to the range and try out firearms in that category. You know, for so long, all women were buying were these revolvers because that's kind of what we had been told was what you used for carry. Mm -hmm. And if you're a woman, you got your five or six shots and you put that in your purse and that's what you did. But we know different now. And we know, you know, there's so many options, not only for the firearms, but for the accessories that you can put on there. And back to that continued education, you know, you and I talked about this too. As we put optics, put lights, put different sights on firearms, you know, that requires more education. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things, too, that I was talking about how I'm guilty of not training enough. And I think I've used this um, example before, but let's say you're a cleaning lady and you clean everybody's house and then you go home and I'm sure your house is trash because the last thing you want to do is clean your own house. Let's say I bring a bunch of students to the range and Then after I'm done teaching, tomorrow I have to teach a private class, I'll be at the range. And I probably won't shoot after one because ammo is just expensive and hard to find at this point. But usually it's time to get lunch. I worked the last five hours. And it's one of those things where even I'm guilty of not getting as much training as I should. And I really don't have an excuse other than you just kind of get a little lazy. And the minute you start adding accessories to your gun, red dots, for example, I'm just now getting into red dots. And I have them on quite a few of my guns, but I noticed that when we were in Florida and we were doing the two gun stage, the first stage, I didn't verify that my red dot, that the brightness was bright enough for me. It was really dim. So I had to hurry up and just use my iron sights. Obviously, that's not going to help me because I was shooting much slower than I would if I was just using a red dot. It's really important to train and not just shoot a few rounds at the target and think, okay, cool, I just trained. It's really important to take lots of classes. Take any classes. I say whatever class you have the opportunity to take, absolutely do so. Because I think you'll always gain something from that instructor. Yeah. Oh, and I love that you just made the point about iron sights, right? Because people put these resources, because that's really what they are, these advantages on their firearm, these red dots, these laser sights. And this was a huge thing for us at Crimson Trace. It's like, yes, you have this tool that is meant to give you an advantage, but you have to continue to train with your irons Mm -hmm. because you don't know. I mean, technology is amazing. Technology is fantastic. You know, if, if I'm in a firefight, I do want every single competitive edge, but no matter the product, no matter who made it, there is always a chance that it could fail. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, this is something that in my Patreon group that we were just talking about, somebody asked nowadays with red dots being as reliable as they are, is it even necessary to have iron sights? And yeah, why not? One, it doesn't even take up that much room. It's not weighing you down. But I'm a huge fan of having iron sights that co-witness with the red dot so that if Mm -hmm. that did fail, you always have that option. But you do see a lot of people, a lot of YouTubers and content creators out there right now that are just running red dots and they don't have iron sights. And to me, it it kind of freaks me out just because I know technology and anything battery operated or something that requires a charge, any of that stuff, any sort of mechanical device obviously is going to have the option of failing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I was going to say that too, that, you know, there are so many firearms that are coming from the factory now 
with no iron sights in red dots on them. Yeah. And it goes back to with lockdown, we were talking about, you know, the different types of shooters. And I think that depending on your mindset about what you're using that firearm for will really determine which aftermarket accessories you put on there. You know, a lot of those influencers, they may be running those at the range, but I'd be curious what they had on their personal protection EDC, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how those firearms would differ. And even if they did, you know, say, well, this is my EDC, you know, I'm sure that they're running through a process of every morning you're waking up and you're testing that laser sight yeah. you know, or you're testing that red dot. You're making sure that the battery is charged. You know, a lot of people get in the habit of like, you know, and I mean, I've even been guilty of it too. I have, you know, my firearm that's in my purse. And it's just in my purse. (laughs) And uh, I lock my purse, my whole purse up at night away from my daughter. So, you know, some days I'll be like, wow, I haven't even like checked my firearms in there. Uh, (laughs) Renelle, it's okay because I've totally been there too. And it's just one of those things where, man, you got to start practicing what you preach because as an instructor, and then also since I have a female on the show, let's talk about purse carry for a second, which is kind of off topic, but. I always teach in my classes because most instructors will frown upon it. They will absolutely say, do not carry in your purse. But for me, yeah, but sometimes depending on what you're wearing, especially with summer, you're wearing shorts, a tank top, where the hell are you going to put a gun? For me, I think it's better to have a gun in your purse than not have one at all. But I do recognize the cons that come with that, which means that I'm not going to have as easy, quick access to the gun drawing it. In fact, I just got a purse to review from Primary Arms and I was messing around with my friend practicing drawing from it. And it's just not as easy as it looks. You really have to make sure everything's lining up well. And the holster that came with this purse is more for a full-size gun, which doesn't make any sense because why would you put a full-size gun in a purse if it's a concealed carry gun? So the holster should be smaller. But Anyways, I'm not against purse carrying. I think that more instructors need to live in the real world and realize that, hey, sometimes that's your only option. But then we also need to know that we're not going to have as quick access. We need to be extremely responsible with our purse that it doesn't fall in the wrong hands, especially Mm -hmm. if you have little kids. Absolutely. You know, and you're right. It's it's a time and a place. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you do have to make that decision of, am I going to wear this outfit? And be able to concealed carry, or am I going to wear this outfit and know that I need to carry in my purse? There has been quite a few times, you know, purse carry is actually fairly new to me. Just ever since this pregnant belly started coming in, you know, it's harder for me to do that waist carry. So there are times when I get halfway through the store and I realize I only grabbed my wallet and my purse is in the car. (laughs) And what good is this going to do me? And, you know, it is, you know, you have to mentally adjust for yourself. Yeah. You know, I always try and like make sure like I know which way the zipper enclosure Mm -hmm. um, is facing to where if I do need to do a quick draw, I can do that. I am so happy. And I feel like really just this last year, it has taken off where women's concealed carry clothing is becoming such a big hit. You know, Mm -hmm. I have to give it to like Vacandi Apparel and Chameleon Bags and, you know, all of these companies that really are actively trying to engineer everyday articles for women to help us concealed carry. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Getting back to lockdown, (laughs) what do you have planned for the future? Are you thinking, for me personally, I think I could see more things coming out that would have to do with a gun room and creating your own gun vault. But that's just something that if I were to work for the company, that's what I would bring to the table. 
okay, this is what we need to do. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a really good question. And, you know, without giving away too much, we're going back to the puck, right? We come out with this product. It's specifically meant for vaults, but then we launch it and we're like, wow, you can really use this. You could use it in your luggage when you're traveling. Mm -hmm. You can use it in your jewelry box. You can use it on any room in the house that you want to know temperature, humidity, door open. So that's something that's been really unique for us. You know, this smart plug that we're coming out with, as I mentioned, you know, we are bringing it in so that it can be a support piece for firearms. But we know that you could use that to light your Christmas tree if, you know, that makes it easier because Lord knows the plug-in is always behind the tree. Mm -hmm. You know, we're bringing in a security camera. Yes, we are designing it and we are marketing it for firearms, but we know that you could use that in multiple other places around your home. So lockdown, you know, the world is kind of our oyster right now and I am in love with it. Yeah. One thing that I promise is that as we are developing new products, we are going to stay true to our roots. And that is firearm safety and security. You know, our products are going to be multifaceted, which is, I think, a great benefit to our consumer. But at the end of the day, I care about shooters. I care about keeping them safe, keeping their firearms safe, keeping their firearms ready when they need them. So it's going to always be about firearm safety and security. You know, how can we help you better organize your firearms, have quicker access, you know, any of those products. One of our number one products actually that I think is a good one to bring up for your listeners is our in plain sight shelf. Oh yeah. Um, I love this thing. This is such a great design. I can't wait until mine comes in the mail. I already know exactly where I'm putting it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It has been hard to keep them in stock because they are fantastic. You know, I mean, with the climate, you know, it's, it's been a crazy year for everybody. And, you know, people have, you know, as we all know, really went to firearms as a a source of safety and security and uh, quick access. You know, the quick access that the In Plain Sight shelf provides is great. And, you know, we're not the only company that's doing this, but we are the only company who is designing these products specifically to work with our pup Mm -hmm. because people are buying these In Plain Sight shelves. And, you know, it's so funny, you'll have your handgun vault or your safe and you have lights in there and you have organization and you have all of these other lockdown products to keep your firearm safe. And then you have this shelf in your living room and you just go put your gun in it and okay, it's done. And the puck's the only product that's really bridging that gap of saying like, Hey, really, you should be caring about humidity and temperature wherever your firearm is. Yeah. And, you know, access to that, you know, especially with the in plain sight shelf or in plain sight furniture in general, people with kids, you know, us as moms and it being Mother's Day, there's a good chance that my daughter is going to see me put my firearm in this shelf and they're going to get curious Mm -hmm. and they're going to go over there. They're going to start, you know, trying to access this neat cubby that they saw either in the coffee table or behind the mirror or on the shelf. And, the puck is the only product currently that's going to give you that notification that, hey, somebody's rocking your shelf. Somebody's trying to access mm-hmm. you know, your secured space. Those are the types of things that we're really trying to take into consideration. Just real world application of firearm security and monitoring. Yeah, I love it. Two last things. One, you are offering listeners today a discount code. Is it for any products on your website? Yep. Any products that we currently have offered on our website. So unfortunately, the vault doors are still coming soon. But yeah, you know, we're going to give all of your listeners 10% off just gun funny 10. It'll get you 10% off everything that's available on the website. Okay. And that's no spaces um, in between, just so that people know. I don't know if the spaces make a difference, but gun funny 10, no spaces. 
That's a super good point. You've done this before. And then, you know, I'm really excited, you know, as the listeners, you know, continue to experience lockdown, you know, go like our social media, Instagram, Facebook. We just got done doing a quarter of a million dollar giveaway. It was amazing. There were firearms, there was a forerunner, there was UTVs, dirt bikes, gaming systems. I mean, we really had a great time. And that's what you're going to see from lockdown coming up is just really fun engagement. Really, we want to be your go-to when it comes to how do I keep my firearm safe? How do I get quick access to my firearm? How do I travel with firearms? You know, that's what lockdown is about. We want to be the educators, just like yourself, Ava, for, you know, new and legacy shooters. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And then we're also doing a giveaway. So when this show comes out on Monday, if you guys head on over to Instagram to Gun Funny Podcast and comment underneath the post where I'm posting this show underneath the graphic and you can say whatever you want, but we're going to be picking a lucky winner. And Renell, what are they winning? We are going to send them our puck and our in plain sight shelf, two of the big things we happen to be talking about today. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. So head on over to Gun Funny Podcast on Instagram and comment whatever you want. And we're going to pick a lucky winner and I'll contact you within 24 hours. And also, as you said before, head on over and like you guys on social media and your social media. It's not just lockdown, right? It's nope. Lockdown secured, okay. uh, both on Instagram and Facebook. Okay. Lockdown secured. Okay, cool. All right. IWI. So if you like AKs, but you want something a little more refined, you need to check out the Galil Ace from IWI. The Galil was originally developed as a blend of the legendary AK-47 and the Vomit 62, and both have been extremely reliable platforms, but they've been enhanced over the last 50 years. One of the great things about the Galil Ace is it's been improved, including moving the charging handle to the left side for weak hand charging so that you don't have to go over the top to charge it like an AK. IWI just came out with their second gen version of the ACE, which includes a few upgrades over the last version, like the full length top rail, free flow M-lock forend, and an upgraded trigger. There are several caliber options available, such as 7.62x39 and 5.56 NATO, as well as other calibers such as 7.62 NATO, which comes in the gen one ACE. These are uh, available as pistol or rifle versions, depending on what you want. The pistol versions, they come with the SB tactical braces on them. Just great looking guns, really just a lot of fun to shoot, really reliable. If you want to check that out, head on over to IWI.us. If you see any accessories that you want to buy, don't forget to use the code GUNFUNNY15, no spaces, and that gets you 15% off. Political AFs. Politics. What is going on in the world today? It's political AF. Second Amendment Preservation Acts, this is the way. With all the anti-gun push from the executive actions and the overreach of authority that we know it's coming from ATF because of those actions, a number of states have started passing their own laws to protect their citizens' rights. Governor Jim Justice just signed the Second Amendment Preservation Act into law. It will go into effect on July 9th and will prohibit federal commandeering of state and local agencies for enforcing any federal firearms law. 
That includes any personnel of any state or local agency, not just enforcement officers. It means they cannot be utilized for any federal firearms enforcement efforts without the express authority for the action having been formally given by the state or local agency. This is great news. Kind of similar when Colorado, when the red flag laws were passed, a lot of counties were saying that they weren't going to enforce it that they just thought that it was unconstitutional. So there was a lot of sanctuary counties popping up. Even more importantly, the law also prohibits local and state agencies from acting against anyone who is in compliance with state law. In other words, any new laws passed by executive action or ramrodded through the Senate if they nuke the filibuster. Several other states have already passed similar laws and more are in various stages of the legislative process. Texas just sent an amended version of theirs from the Senate back to the House for ratification before sending it to the governor for signature. With everything going on, obviously, this is great news. I think it's really important that whether you have a conservative state or not, contact your legislators and tell them that you want them to do the same. If nothing else, they still have to keep record and record where people stand, whether they're for or against this. But I think it's great that states are taking a stand, especially when agencies like the ATF are just arbitrarily redefining laws. It's causing law-abiding citizens to become criminals overnight. Okay, Manicore Arms. If you have a CZ Bren 2, you need to check out the upgrades Manicore Arms makes for it. Sven designed two different mounting blocks for the rear of the receiver to give you flexible options for using stocks or braces. The side folder mounting block works directly with standard side folding braces from SB Tactical, BNT, any of those side folder stocks. The second block gives you a Picatinny rail on the rear so that you can use any 1913 compatible stock or brace. Both versions are super easy to install and are only about $105, but you're not going to pay full price because you'll use the code AVARocks15. That gets you 15% off, and that is at manicorearms.com. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. Today's question is, have you tried... You actually mentioned Vicondi. Yeah. Okay. Because I always wondered how you pronounce that. And I guess it makes sense, Vacondi. Have you tried Vacondi concealed carry leggings? It's really funny that this question came up because even when I was in Florida, I noticed that a lot of the staff from American Outdoor Brands, they were wearing Vacondi leggings. And then you mentioned it today. And there are quite a few companies now that are making concealed carry leggings. But Vacondi is probably one of the first that I actually got my hands on. And I have some of theirs and I like them. In my opinion, I think they ran a little small because at that time I was even 15 pounds lighter than I am now. And I just remember I was at my skinniest, most fittest self and I put on the small. Oh, okay. Uh, I I would say if you're going to get them, maybe do a size larger. But I don't know. Rinald, did you notice that they ran a little smaller? Did you not have an issue? And I'm just making it up in my mind. (laughs) You know, they sent us a pair, as you mentioned, the American Outdoor Brands people had them. They sent us a couple of different ones. I don't recall what size they sent them to me, but honestly, I had tried a few other brands previously that the sizing was so far off Mm -hmm. that once I got the Vacandis, I actually felt like 
they were it pretty was close. Right. Yeah. yeah. That it was, it was better than the ones I had tried before, but I can't say if that means it was good or not. Yeah. Well, the only thing that sucks is I'm like a really big fan of Lululemon and I hate, trust yeah. me, I hate spending over a hundred dollars on stupid leggings, but the line leggings are just so comfortable. And uh, I literally, I live in those. If I get into jeans and wash my hair, it's a good day. But usually I look homeless and I'm wearing <laughs> leggings. <laughs> But yeah, the concealed carry leggings, they are definitely getting better. The material is getting better because I don't want something that's just going to shrink or have that pilling after I wash it the first time. Mm -hmm. But I was pretty happy. And then I see that they came out with a cool camo print and and I think they have a red color. Yeah, I would say if you're thinking about getting them, definitely try them out. I'm not sure what their return policy is, but I now have met probably about 10 women that have used them and nobody said anything bad about them. Hopefully that helps. Yeah, like I mentioned, you know, there are, I know that there are a couple of other companies that I'm hoping will, um, I know more and more companies are coming out with women's lines that I'm really excited to try. But at this point, I have to say, and they have not paid me to say this, that I think Vacandis right now are my favorite. And now that you say that, Ava, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. I guess I've just been saying it the same way forever. Yeah, I don't know. It makes sense, though, the way it's spelled. So it's V-A-K-A-N-D-I. Vacant, Vacandi. Yeah. And I don't see how else it would be spelt, but I guess I never really, for being an English major, I've gotten so lazy lately with reading, but I'm just kind of skim over the word without really sounding it out and you'll recognize Mm -hmm. it, but you don't really even know what it's called. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that seems to be my life lately. But yeah, if you're listening, you want to check them out. I've heard nothing but good things about them. I had good experiences. I would just say that in my opinion, I thought they ran a little small, but maybe they don't. Just take that with a grain of salt. All right, primary arms. If you're looking for a good, affordable red dot, which I'm actually really excited. They're sending a bunch of optics my way. And they told me, hey, just let us know which ones. You know what? Just surprised me. So I think they're sending out just a handful of different optics to try. So I should be having a review that's going to follow after that if you guys want to check that out. But so far in my experience, Primary Arms has been really legit. Their price point's really great. And they're always coming out with all of these really nice optics with different reticles. They've really branched out actually and really kind of thought outside the box with these reticles. Check it out. What I really like is the the push buttons for adjusting the brightness. And a lot of them are auto live motions, which I like because the minute you move it, it activates. And then if you're not using it, if there's no movement, then it'll shut off automatically, which For me, it's kind of a must because I always forget to shut them off. But even with that said, with the auto live motion activation, the battery is still good for about 50,000 hours on a lot of these red dots, which is pretty impressive. If you want to check that out, head on over to primaryarms.com. Remember, if you use the code AVA, A-V-A, you'll receive a free one-piece scope mount with every primary arms optic that you buy. And again, that's at primaryarms.com. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. Today's Tacti Talk, Medieval Industries just came out with a new 360 ARG pistol grip. Renelle, are you familiar with the company, Medieval Industries? Uh, I've heard them. I can't say that I've actually familiarized myself with their products. Yeah, I'm trying to think. They sent me something, and this was a few years ago, and I don't even remember what it was now. It could have been, yeah, for the life of me, I can't even remember. 
But since then, since they came out with this product, then I saw that they were also making tripods and monopods. But they recently came out with a pistol grip to install in any AR-15, AR-10, or other gun that takes a standard AR grip. The 360 ARG grip is pretty unique in that it's fully adjustable in 360 degrees on the fly for whatever position the shooter might find themselves in. These days, a lot of shooters, they prefer more vertical grip for precision shooting, which of course allows as well as any other angle that the user desires. And this actually made me think back to when we were discussing the VP9, because a lot of times it's that angle that when you're feeling the gun, you don't realize it. And then once you're shooting it, the angle really makes a difference in the accuracy. But it really just depends on the person. There's no right or wrong angle. It's really just a matter of preference. With this, you can adjust the angle accordingly to whatever angle you'd like. It's completely ambidextrous, made from aluminum, has a storage compartment in the handle, which who knows what you'd put in there, maybe, you know, some tools or something. MSRP is $120, which seems a little high, but remember, none of the other grips have all the adjustments that this one has. And if anything, I think it's pretty innovative and it's nice just to see innovation in the gun industry. If that interests you, their website is mid-evil.com. And there's a link in the show notes if you guys want to check that out. I personally have not checked it out, so I can't tell you whether I like it or not, but it is a product that I think looks pretty cool. All right, AF segment. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as f- Never mind. AF. Property line dispute leads to an unusual fence. Ronell, have you ever had any issues with any of your neighbors? Oh, yes. <laughs> Currently or just in the past and you don't live next to them anymore? Um, a tiny bit of both. My house, oh, there's a fence around my property. And of course, my fence is kind of falling apart and it sucks because the lumber is getting an all-time high. So not only are fences expensive, but have you seen the cost of lumber lately? Yeah, we're actually building a fence right now because of our dog. <laughs> oh my gosh, you picked the wrong time. I would just get something just, yeah. I would just get something to kind of do the job right now and then wait a year until lumber prices come back down because I'm sure that as it is, you're probably already paying an arm and a leg. But now I feel like you have to sell your second born just to afford this fence. (laughs) I swear. I swear. And I so wish I could. But I unfortunately decided to get like a 120 pound dog. Mm. So I have to build a really formidable fence for that guy. Yeah. Well, anyways, you could always do what this guy in northern Michigan did. He was having a dispute over a property line with his neighbors, so he erected a 250-foot wall of manure to retaliate. And the very large, continuous pile of cow manure not only blocks access, but especially with warmer weather, brings a powerful stench to the neighbors as their buildings are close to the property line. The neighbor referred to it as a poop wall and is upset because his renters really hate the smell. They can't even open their windows or it will stink. The farmer denied that it was a poop wall and that it was revenge. He just said that it's a compost fence. And usually he just spreads it in the field. Really, it's a pretty good revenge because really there's nothing that they can legally do. It's perfectly legal. And if anything, it is composting. But yeah, just goes to show you really don't want to get on your neighbor's bad side. And if anything, I feel kind of crappy for this, but I know a few of my neighbors, but I don't want to become best friends with them. (laughs) Just because I appreciate my privacy and my downtime. And if I wanted to be social, obviously I'm out and about. I'm a very social person. But when I come home, I just want to relax. I want to be left alone. 
I don't want to be like working in my front yard. My neighbor's like, hey, what's going on? Comes over with beer. Okay, cool. Now we're hanging out. That's awesome. I get it. Yeah. I keep a healthy distance, if that makes sense. So just enough where they don't hate me. They're not going to egg my house, but I'm not their BFF. (laughs) I get it. So, I mean, well, I wish you luck with your poop wall then. Yeah, right. No kidding. Uh, I just hope I'm just hoping fingers crossed that my fence holds up for another year. And then that's another thing that kind of I wonder about, because if you and your neighbor share a fence, then I'm assuming you guys split the cost. But then how do you, hey, you ready to pitch in 8000 for this fence or I don't know. That That is the thing. I mean, and it's it's really 50 50. You know, that's one of the things that we went through with our neighbors is we moved in and the fence kind of started to get dilapidated. And we kind of like peeked our head over like, hey, so whose fence is this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, then it's the awkward conversation of like, well, do you have money to build a fence? Like, are we splitting it? Is it our fence? And yeah. then we have to figure out the design together. Or am I just going to build it on my side? I mean, it's Adulting is hard. I know. know? It really is. They don't prepare us for. Yeah, no shit. They don't cover this in school. Hey, guys, if you have a fence, maybe if they did, everyone would be a little more on the same page because I don't think that everybody realizes that, yeah, you should split the cost of it. But then there's that thing where what if the neighbor next to me, one neighbor is fine. The other neighbor, I can tell they're not as well off. So I I already know I'm going to have to cough up the money for the stupid fence. And then it kind of makes you want to just put the fence in front of the other fence because why should they get to enjoy the new fence? (laughs) Yeah, 100%. It's just so stupid. But yeah, this is the stuff they don't prepare you for. And also, I hate to say it, but I just now filed my taxes with 12 days to spare. Yeah. Now, as you can tell, I'm adulting really well. (laughs) Hey, hey, we we all have to take this one day at a time. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. All right. It's time for iTunes reviews. First review, Ben708. Awesome show. Five stars. Just what I was looking for in a podcast. Entertaining. Great information on firearms and a great lineup of interesting guests to keep it fresh. Second is Matt556. Definitely my fave. Five stars. One of my favorite podcasts. Found the show a while back and it's become a guilty pleasure to binge listen to. It's not only fun, but keeps me updated on the Second Amendment issues as well as causes me to buy lots of new gear I have to have. Plus, Tickles rocks. And Tickles is my dog. Mm-hmm. And now it's time to wrap up. Guys, you can find me at gunfunny.com. If you want to watch that YouTube video of me shooting an alligator, there's a link to my YouTube channel at gunfunny.com. If you guys like the show and you want to support it, think about becoming a Patreon. We're getting new Patreons all the time. And by becoming a Patreon, you automatically get access to our Facebook group. And there's always just a lot of interesting conversations, mostly funny, inappropriate. If you're a little bit of a snowflake, definitely don't join. But if you aren't and you want to talk with like-minded people, you should become a Patreon. And you can do that just by going to gunfunny.com and click on the support the show link. Blown deadline. We just gave away a $300 gift certificate to a lucky Patreon, which we do every month. Also wanted to thank the $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison, Joe Lyons, Justin Paulson, Jason Anderson, Joshua Hamp, Sportsman's Guide, Daniel Treadwell, Keith Callamore, and Melissa Ridings. King of the Patreons is John Snow. He wants me to say, Operator Tickles was once charged with three attempted murders in Boulder County, but the judge quickly dropped the charges because Operator Tickles does not attempt murder. <laughs> Okay. At first, I had to look at that for a second. 
Oh, I get it. Haha, ha, so funny. Okay, Renell, thank you so much for spending your afternoon with me. Can you just remind listeners once again where they can find you on the internet, your website, social media, all of that good stuff? Yep. So lockdown.com to go check out uh, all of our products, everything we can do for you and use that, you know, gun funny 10, 10% off code. And then make sure you follow us on social media. You know, we gave away some stuff today. I'm a big fan of giving away stuff. So lockdown secured on both Instagram and Facebook and, you know, keep paying attention to your website since we'll be doing some fun stuff with you here in the future. Yeah, definitely. And then also guys, don't forget to Head on over to when the show's posted this Monday and comment below on the graphic. And we're picking a lucky winner to win the shelf and the puck. All right. On that note, we are out of here. All right. Thanks, Ava. Thank you. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.